AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. People often ask, what's your favorite celebrity moment? And I'll be honest, my favorite moments are the non-celebrities. My favorite moments are the strangers. To be in a taxi going through New York and see someone on the sidewalk wearing a piece, it's magic. Yeah. That to me is always the most humbling um, I'm finally at a point where I don't chase her down to, to, <laughs> Take to introduce myself and give her a hug and say thank you. Here in New York City, one of the September traditions is Fashion Week. The city buzzes with runway shows and parties as the fashion houses present their collections for the following spring and summer seasons. Today, I'm talking to one of my favorite fashion designers, Wes Gordon, the creative director for Carolina Herrera. He presented a gorgeous collection of clothing at the Whitney Museum. He also helped to launch a book, Color Mania, that highlights the importance of color to the Carolina Herrera brand. And I'm so happy that you're here, Wes. This is very exciting and such a busy time for you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Um, it is a busy time, but if ever there is a good moment to come here, it's now, right after we finished our collection. Market week is going on right now, and I'm not terribly helpful during that. You're not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, when people ask me the price of something, I either mistakenly go way low or way high, so they keep me as far away from market as possible. Okay, well, you have another big thing. I mean, coming out with a book like The Color Mania is a big deal. Well, for me, it was a very big deal, but I think I just read that you're doing your 100th book? Yes. Is this your first? This is my first. Well, yeah. good luck. Thank and you. And you never know what happens in a life. Okay, well. You know, you're only 36 years old. I was going to say 36 effing years old. And uh, I'm so jealous. And uh, you have a long, long time ahead of you to be as productive as you've been in the last 36 years. Well, thank you. I'm, I think Not you're extraordinary. And you. uh, Vogue said very nice things about you <laughs> and your show. Oh, you did your homework. Oh, yes. Look at this. The Vogue Runway um, 2023, his biggest show so far at Carolina Herrera. It's been five years since he took over from the brand founder. There wasn't any big to-do about an anniversary, but it's no small accomplishment to hit the five-year mark in today's fashion industry when designers are moved in and out. 
of creative director positions so regularly, and even superstars are shown the door. So hats off to him. Thank you. And hats off to you, really, Wes. It's quite an accomplishment. Thank you so much. And uh, and the clothes were gorgeous. I loved that you sh- you started the show with the white blouse, the Carolina yep. Herrera trademark. I've known Carolina Herrera for quite a while, and um, the last time I had her at my home, she came in Maine. She okay. came with her family right. for our, our traditional popovers. And, you know, this wasp-waisted woman eating a popover, it just makes me laugh because then we started to talk about the size of one's waist. And okay. did, I, did I tell you what she said about the no. waist? Okay, well, she pointed out that a woman's waist should always be the circumference of her head. Oh, my God. So my head is a 22-and-a-half-inch head. Okay. My waist has not been 22-and-a-half inches for about 60 years. <laughs> <laughs> I think you look great. Um, she's full of, she is the queen of the witty one-liner. She yeah. has a lot of good ones. Yeah, and her and we measured. We took I took out a tape measure. Oh, my God. And I made her measure her head and her waist. What a terrible party game. Huh? It was the, so the, fun. Ugh. It was so fun. And hers was exactly the same size. Really? Yes. Well, she's fabulous. She so, is a fabulous, well beautiful woman. Beautiful. But that white shirt is iconic, and you have managed to change that white shirt so much. Thank well, you. let's talk about your current fashion a little bit after we get a little bit of your background. Because okay. I don't really know your background. I didn't. I don't know where you grew up, where you went to high school. Okay. Tell us a little bit about that. So I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, um, and I grew up going to a very conservative private school where boys didn't grow up to be fashion designers. So I kind of kept this passion a secret. And I think you'd agree, but I think figuring out in life what you're passionate about is one of the greatest blessings a person can have because then all the decisions that come after that are so much easier. Where you want to go to school, kind of internship you want to have, what kind of work you want to do. And I realized early on that I love clothes. I love the power of fashion. I think I was four years old, sitting in my mother's closet, telling her what she'd have to wear to work every day. Did you? And now, being a father, I understand how accommodating she was, because when my son tries to do that, I ignore him completely. (laughs) But then I grew up in Atlanta. I studied fashion in London at a school called... Now, how would you find your way from Atlanta, Georgia, which is not the most sophisticated place? It's not unsophisticated. For our Atlanta listeners, it's a very sophisticated okay, place. Okay, very sophisticated <laughs> place. But you know what I mean. No, but also it was a different time. But I mean, the world is smaller you? now. Who advised you to go no one. to the Central St. Martins in London, the fashion school that produced John Galliano, Stella McCartney? How did you find your, your that Your level place? of prep is extraordinary, Martha. Well... Um, I found it on my own because the world was very different then. Now, if you're interested in something, social media has made everything much more accessible. At that time, Atlanta didn't have a fashion community. And I was reading biographies of designers that I loved. And I kept coming across these words, Central St. Martins. And it became my Hogwarts. It became my North Star. And your parents said, okay. Which is amazing, right? Yeah. I never even visited it. Any siblings? I have a younger sister. And did she? Is so she I was also? the first one to go off to school. Wow. And my, my parents let me pack a bag and go to art school in London for four years. And had you been to Europe before? I'd been to Europe before, but everyone else in my school was going to a traditional four-year college. So really, I think every time I tell this story, how extraordinarily cool my mom and dad are. Amazing. And then Amazing. I spent four years in London. While I was there, I spent my summers in New York with Tom Ford. 
and Oscar de la Renta. And was Tom, what was he doing then? Tom was doing his menswear. Oh, his own. And okay. Mr. de la Renta was alive at the time and making beautiful collections. And I think I spent every penny in my savings account on my wardrobe for Oscar. So I was the best dressed intern, broke, but very well dressed. <laughs> I would have to take the subway to work every day standing because I didn't want to wrinkle when I got to the office. And I got to be, I think partially I'll credit my wardrobe, I got to be his intern. So I'd stand next to him all day handing him pins, which was very nerve-wracking. For Oscar? He wouldn't turn his head to look to see where the pin was coming from. He would just put out his hand and I would try to have to anticipate um, and it was magical, and it was the magic of American fashion, you know, at this um, amazing time. Um, and then after graduating, I thought, oh, as a 22-year-old, I'm qualified to start my own company, um, which no one lets you do if you graduate law school, but no one seems to stop you if you graduate fashion school. So I put together a very small collection coming from a live-work studio space in the financial district. And started just holding up pieces and market appointments. At 23, you had your own company. Yeah, and, but, uh, but small. 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 Yeah, I had an inflatable bought- mattress that I'd have to deflate in the mornings before an intern arrived. But who bought your clothes then? Well, we, I was very lucky. I managed to sell to some amazing stores like Saks Fifth Avenue, Bergdorf Goodman, Harrods. Under what label? Wes Gordon, my Wes name. Wes Gordon. Yeah. Was your name always Wes Gordon? Yeah, like or, yes, that's my full. It is. That's my name. It's is not it a Wesley stage name. or Weston? Weston. W e s t o n. So I like West Weston. Weston Marshall Weston. Gordon. Wow. Dramatic, right? So West Gordon, a very good name for fashion. Thank you. And knowing what you know now, what advice would you have given your younger self? I wouldn't change one thing. No. I think I don't know if you agree, but I think all experiences are super important. I think your successes, your failures all impact you and your future and make, make you who you are. So I managed to do this company for eight years, which I always tell someone to think of fashion careers and lifespans in dog years, right? Because it's a terrible business. <laughs> Seven to one? Seven to one. So yeah. like 56 years I had my company. <laughs> Is that right? Seven times eight, yeah. You know, I met, met amazing people. I did things that I'm so proud of. And I developed my own taste and I learned what I liked and what I don't liked. I learned a lot about myself. Um, At the end of that time, I received a phone call that Mrs. Herrera, who you know, with a waist the size of her head, was in the early phases of retiring. And they were looking for someone to kind of come in and potentially be her So you were an apprentice at first? I was a consultant. A consultant. So I came in. Which is sort of like the old-fashioned apprentice. The beautiful thing about a consultancy is you get to go have the fun, and if something works out, you can kind of smile with pride that you played a part in it, but if it doesn't go well, you can kind of put your hands in the air and say it wasn't me. So I had a great year with her. I worked on two collections, and you have to remember, I grew up in Atlanta, so American fashion to me was at the epicenter of what I knew about this industry, and to grow up in America as someone who loves fashion you know, these grand American fashion houses hold a place of real importance to you. And we don't have that many anymore. No, we don't. It's Oscar, Carolina, there are very few left. Right, and a lot of the upstarts like Donna Karen, and all, they, they just seem to have sort of like eased away. And America, unfortunately, has a terrible tradition of a brand surviving beyond its founder. Mm-hmm. It's a very difficult conundrum in the States. 
Um, so we wanted to be the exception this time with Herrera. And I remember at the end of the year, she called me into her office and said to me that, you know, she would like me to follow in her footsteps. And they're very difficult footsteps and they're very small Manolos. Um, so, of course, I could never do it exactly. What size foot does Carolina have? Oh, I don't know, have? but whatever, whatever, if she's listening to this, it's the perfect size foot. <laughs> <laughs> and I started doing my first collection there, and it was a dream. It still continues to be a dream. So at 36, you've been working there how many years? Five years. Five well, one, years. six years, one consultant. Having amazing fashion shows that... Well, the, the last one I saw was the one at the Plaza Hotel, that yep. beautiful one. The one before that was down at the World Trade Center Park. Battery there. Park. Battery yeah. Park. How beautiful that was. And this year at the uh, iconic Whitney Museum downtown in the Meatpacking District. What a beautiful spot. How did that go? It was it was great. I it wanted was lovely. to get there. I was working that Don't day. Don't worry. It was, you know, there'll be another one. That's the beauty of Fashion Week. Um, I loved it. You know, it's a beautiful building. It's that Renzo Piano gorgeous building. And for anyone, for, you know, I'm sure you know, but there are four real fashion capitals in the world. There's New York, London, Milan, and Paris. And they each have their fashion week, and a brand will show at one. New York goes first. And, you know, New York is having a funny moment right now with its fashion week where a lot of brands have left. Some are showing in Paris. Some are choosing not to show. I really believe in New York. I believe in American fashion. But yet you showed in Rio de Janeiro. So we left and showed in Rio. Yeah. In, How did that go? But that was the main runway season. So for our main seasons, we will always show in New York. And I really wanted to double down on a fab show. And a venue like the Whitney kind of helped us do it and yeah. say, we're what's, here, what's we're the, proud to be What's the art on an exhibit right now at the Whitney? It's an exhibit called Inheritance by Rue. But we were on the ground floor. So not okay. with the art. Right. But yes, we just did something called a destination show where we took our atelier, we took our clothes and traveled nine hours to Rio de Janeiro to put on a fashion show Same for Brazil. time zone, though. Same time zone, about as far as you can go and still be in the time <laughs> right. zone. Um, and it was fabulous. We did this in June. It's become a very popular thing for brands to do. Um, and it was magical. I'd never been to Brazil. So I think selfishly a part of it was... Choosing isn't, a venue that I wanted to go fabulous? to. fabulous? Oh, Amazing. It is. But the most fabulous thing about it are the Brazilians. Yep. They are just nice, happy, beautiful, wonderful people. Did you use Brazilian models? We used exclusively Brazilian models, exclusively Brazilian talent for hair, makeup, production, you know, all the components that make a fashion show happen. And that was something that was really important to us. You know, I think it's, it's we were going to someone else's home. We were going to their community. We didn't want to just replicate what we do for Herrera in New York. We wanted that Brazilian point of view. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Well, now that you've assumed the creative direction for an established brand, Carolina Herrera, you had to really approach learning the brand's legacy, but reclaiming and, and keeping your own yeah. vision. Now, how hard and or how easy has that been? It's been easy for me because I'm lucky to work at a house that I love. You know, I think you see examples of a creative director going to a house where they maybe are not in sync with the heritage of that brand. And you see the struggle. I love Herrera. I love the house. I feel grateful to work there. But I'm also a 36-year-old male, a very different person than Mrs. Herrera. So when I do things, it has my own flavor naturally, but I don't ever feel anything other than the utmost reverence for what preceded me at the house. And spending that first year with Mrs. Herrera really taught me so much about her and the four decades she spent building this brand, which is extraordinary. Four years, yeah. So in many ways, I feel you know, responsibility of her legacy as a designer. But I also feel an excitement about the prospect of introducing this house to women who maybe never wore Herrera before. And what about the old customers, the original or, or existing customers? Yeah. Have they stayed? They've stayed. No, they've stayed. And that, to me, is always something I'm the most proud of. We've built the business uh, quite a lot, and we've attracted new audiences, new markets, but never at the expense of existing clients. Now, what's it like to see your designs on the red carpet? On Martha Stewart? Uh, on, any, on any of us. It's exciting. No, it, you know, people often ask, what's your favorite celebrity moment? And I'll be honest, my favorite moments are the non-celebrities. My favorite moments are the strangers. To be in a taxi going through New York and see someone on the sidewalk wearing a piece, I mean, you, you know these moments. Oh, it's course. magic. Yeah. Because there are tens of thousands of pieces of clothing that she could have gone into a store and purchased. 
and she chose that one. And that to me is always the most humbling. Um, I'm finally at a point where I don't chase her down to, to, <laughs> take to introduce myself and give her a hug and, and say thank and, you. And to take a picture. But my husband Paul still does it. He so. does. That's so great. Yeah. Well, in your short time as a uh, very well-known and prominent designer, how have you seen fashion change? And what do you think of its uh, current future? Oh, that's a big question. So I've been working in fashion through COVID and through quarantine. And I think one big change I've seen in general, and I think it's a great one, but is I think people have overdosed on meaningless stuff. I think we're all looking to surround ourselves with pieces that bring us beauty, joy, hope, and editing out the noise a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I think of that when we're making a collection, right, which consists of hundreds of pieces. How so, many hundreds? Like 200. Really? Each collection? Each collection, wow, six times a, a year. That is a lot it's of It's a work. lot of clothes. Wow, and a but lot of But it's the best work. And a lot of fabric. But how lucky am I? Oh. I get to bring, you know, 200 times six sketches to life every year. I feel so grateful. No, no, it's amazing. But I feel a, a responsibility that as a person like you, who gets the magical ability to bring something from your head into existence, you have to make sure that in this day and age, it has a real reason to be. A relevance. A relevance, yeah. a soul, a purpose. So when I find myself looking at the wall in my office, which is covered with sketches, and I see something that just maybe is just another shirt or another dress, I take that away. Because, mm -hmm. you know, what I think the world has learned, what our customer has learned, is you don't just need more stuff. You need more beauty and you need more joy. And, and yeah, okay, and a little bit more, something unique to add to what you already have. And something that when you put it on in the morning and you zip up the zipper, you feel like dancing, you feel like smiling. <laughs> the world can be dark and scary. You know, the things that you can control, control the them and make them joyful. The world is dark and scary, Wes Gordon. The world is dark, <laughs> yes, but like there's, there's I'm a, a total have, optimist. But too. you have to make it better. You find yeah. and cultivate beauty where you can, because there are a lot of places we can't. So, so you're constantly working on the next collection. Um, the next? I'm working on the next three right now. Wow. No, it's... I can't write a check because I don't know the year, I don't know the month, and I don't know the day. I just walk around completely unaware of what day it is because I'm thinking about 2024, 2025. Exactly. And so the 200 pieces, are. do all of them get to be manufactured in no. quantity? How many? No. So we sell to order as like a luxury house. And we'll, after Fashion Week, I showed 61 looks. Of those pieces, so let's say that represents... 110 pieces, right? Because sometimes it's a shirt and a skirt. We'll show those in market uh, along with the rest of the collection. And then of the pieces that live, and maybe it's around 70%, those go into production. Mm -hmm. And they're made either in Italy or New York. Oh, good. A lot of local production, very close to here. I mean, New York still has a fabulous garment manufacturing community and industry. How, how excellent. I didn't know so many so much was made here. Yeah, I think it's, you know, I always tell people when they walk through Times Square in the garment district, they have no idea that in these buildings above their heads are talented men and women who are sewing, cutting clothes, selling buttons, looking at fabrics. It's a real thing that still exists in the city. Well, when uh, I worked uh, so, so much on the craft departments of my magazine, we would visit all the silk 
flower manufacturer, Carolina Herrera, who was known for the silk flowers. Oh, my gosh. And I love And then them. I was so lucky to get that beautiful navy blue, almost black, uh, boucle coat. With the black with the leather black flowers? black leather flowers. Oh. Well, now, were they a, made here in New York, those flowers? So this is a business that I adore. I'm glad you mentioned it. It's a company that's a third generation, maybe? Dolkin and... Schmalberg, it's oh, called. Oh, Schmalberg. Oh, yeah. See, we... we family business. Yes. And they sit in there... Dolkin and Derek and making. Yes. Yeah, these businesses still exist. And they have the old molds, and they press oh, the leather. and they cut the leathers, and I go through the boxes, and I find mm -hmm. them. And something that I've done to be supportive is every Christmas, I send them all our old fabrics, and we have them made into a, a, a whole assortment of blossoms that we use as our Christmas decorations oh. in the stores. So we put them on the trees. Oh, fabulous. And customers can come in and leave with the flower. How great. Yeah. But there's these amazing treasures still exist blocks from us in Midtown, New York. So some people have asked me, can you purchase haute couture online? Yes. I mean, you can, you know, the world is a, a very online place these days. Um, you know, the true definition of haute couture are pieces that are made for you. So that's difficult to do. Yeah. But I think 20 years ago, the idea of buying an expensive piece of clothing online was completely outrageous. No one would ever do it. But now it's, it's something people are very comfortable with, thank, thanks largely to like Net-A-Porter, Moda Operandi, companies that have really created this trust with clients. And for me as a designer, you know, it allows me to think of pieces and categories much more globally, right, rather right. than so specific to Madison Avenue or Worth so, Avenue. So if you, or, have, if you have someone's a customer's measurements, you can create it for them. And, and We can. I mean, it's a very different mindset. We were speaking earlier about bridal. I find myself, I prefer to design more broadly than rather specifically to one person. Mm -hmm. I like to think of the idea of our customer. Sometimes when you work one-on-one, -on -one, it can be, it's a, it's a long process. Um, like a bride. Like a bride. <laughs> and we've been very lucky. We work with wonderful brides. If any brides are listening. But there's a freedom to just sketching, not knowing exactly who it's going to. And who's going to wear it, who's going to enjoy it. I think about interior design sometimes and how difficult it must be because you can't just realize your own personal vision. You have to have your clients sign off on everything you would like to do aesthetically. And for me as a ready-to-wear designer, not working in couture specifically, I get to kind of dream my own dream and make it real. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference, I think. Well, you did two dresses for Beyoncé for her blockbuster tour this year. We did. Um, Very exciting. That was a fashion tour de force. Everybody wanted to design for her. She has that incredible body and that incredible and she's audience. She's the queen. Incredible audience. So uh, you designed two dresses uh, for the June 21st show. Uh, what were they like, and what was the process like? First of all, there's no one I'm... Did you get to fit her on her? Not in person. Oh, I bad. haven't even been to the show. Oh, Did you no, go? No, no. Um, the process is we work with our team, her team, and, you know, that is a production, that show. So they are making so many clothes for her all over the world. I tried to incorporate some Herrera-isms, right? The neckline, the cape to create pieces that felt Herrera when she would wear them because you kind of want that, you know? Right. And it was amazing. I mean, having been to a Beyonce concert before, what she does for three hours is superhuman. I mean, she's a phenomenal performer. And the idea that she wore pieces that we made here in New York was so cool. 
um, to send her sketches because she's very involved in the process. Aren't you doing the ballet? And you are so, these notes are, oh my God. No, no, that's not even in the note. I didn't even see that I need that to send yet. these notes to my but parents I read, so they're caught I up on everything. In the I game. read a lot. So I, I kind of try to keep up with friends that I know. And uh, But the ballet, which ballet are you going to do? So this October, October, soon, with the ballet, we're doing their fall gala. Oh. And this is a traditional event. This is an event that traditionally they've partnered with a fashion brand to do the costumes. And in this case, they're redoing a Balanchine piece called Who Cares? So rather than having carte blanche to think of a crazy fantasy, I had to work with the Balanchine Trust, which was a really fun project to create what is essentially the third iteration of costumes for this piece. Third. So we had to adhere to the original colors and shapes. Which are? Sunset tones. Mm. You know, it's a piece that's very much kind of jazz age and kind of martinis at the rainbow room kind of vibe. So really respect his vision, which the trust does an amazing job of ensuring people do, to create what will become now the new official costumes for this Balanchine piece. Unfortunately, I'm going to be out of town. I wanted to go. I got the invitation, and I wanted to go so badly when I saw you were involved. Oh, thank you. And uh, it's going to be extraordinary. I think it should be a fun night. I'm actually quite nervous about it. I just had a fitting today. Oh. Because it's a very different thing than I'm used to. You're designing performance wear. Yeah. It's not, you know. Fabrics are different. I wanted to put embroidery in a certain place, and I couldn't because one of the male dancers' hands has to go there. So it's a real learning experience mm -hmm. for me. Um, you can fake a picture. Like, I can make something look good in a picture. <laughs> but it's a lot harder to fake 90 minutes of someone jumping up and down on a stage. So... Well, Fingers talking crossed. about faking pictures, this color mania, oh, color it's not mania. exactly faking pictures, but this photographer, you, you all have to see this book. It's published by Rizzoli, um, just hot off the press. Hot off the press. Hot, hot, hot. Color and fashion, and it is a bright, bright pink. It's a Barbie pink cover. Herrera pink cover. Yeah, well, I guess Herrera color. Okay, she, it came first. She came first, right? Oh, no, who came no, first? No, Barbie, I think. No, Barbie first. did. Yeah. With uh, red type, and the pictures are... Uh, and don't forget that. my yellow edge who that I had to this? fight for. So the book opens with Dove Cameron, who's your grandkids would know. Is oh, a, yes. Yeah, yeah, a, a global pop star. And this book is the story of a collaboration I did with this amazing photographer over five different shoots over three years. Six different shoots over, I got a six hand gesture from the back. And it started during COVID because we couldn't put on fashion shows. We couldn't create content in the way that we used to. So brands were coming up with creative solutions to speak to their audience. And uh, you know, I, I connected with this photographer whose pictures look like paintings. I mean, they're oh, beautiful. Elisaveta? Elisaveta Porodina. Porodina. She's based out of Munich. And, you know, as someone who loves color, color is at the heart of what I do at Herrera, I was immediately drawn to her work because she paints with her camera. I mean, they look like brush strokes of oil paint. And yeah, so it goes through black and white to yellow to pink. Yeah, if you, my favorite part actually orange. is the contact sheet in the back, the table of contents, because then you can see the entire rainbow spectrum of the book. Right, let me see. Oh, yeah. Isn't that beautiful? It is so beautiful. And it was so fun. And I mean, you know, after a hundred books. A lot of books, pictures. A lot of pictures. Mm. I mean, six different shoots we did together. Incredible. And the first was actually done, so in the height of COVID, with dancers who couldn't perform because, you know, I was 
Well, you can I see. I thought it was so sad. That's this, a ballet fish. That's a ballet dancer. Mm. Let's see, Wendy Whalen is in there, who I'm sure oh, you know. Oh, boy, look at these. But I, I was so touched by this idea of dancers who... Who's that smoking? Maggie Maurer. Oh, boy. Well, you don't see the that. cigarette, so you're assuming she's smoking. It could just be smoke coming out of her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, really interesting photographs, uh, interesting hairdos, interesting jewelry, and beautiful now, clothing. These, I think, are so beautiful. So you made all these dresses... I made all those dresses with a lot of help. Let yeah, me of be course. the first to say. Of course. I work in a job where I am completely dependent on many hardworking people. I get to be the one who does fun things like sit and talk to Martha Stewart. But it's really the result of hundreds of people who bring these dreams to life. Um, you know, I always joke that I don't have a job I can take with me. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human-moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. 
Happy International Women's Day. Well, you used COVID very well. Well, thank you. And filled your time with creativity and productivity because to make a book like this uh, with so many different people is really an accomplishment. This is a very nice first book. Thank you so much. Very nice. Next time you 99 have, to go. Next time you have to have more words in it of yourself. Oh. You're very eloquent. I, you know, I felt like a little bashful about even having my name on it. Well, you did. So I put it second. Right, you did, but you put a lot of work there. So you designed these beautiful color palettes. How do you express yourself personally in color? Because here you are. Let me describe what, what this famous designer so is wearing. He's wearing a CH Carolina Herrera denim jacket. I thought it looked very Martha. It is very, it is very much me. And then uh, black, black denim uh, jeans and black Ford, those Tom Ford shoes. They are. Tom Ford shoes from the, is now from current or olden days? Current. 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 Okay, I'm not wearing old shoes to see you. Okay, well, I don't know. Well, I also, in my defense, <laughs> I thought, you know, I didn't know that anyone would be looking at my outfit today, so I thought it was just a podcast. But I do look at everything. But it's terrible because everyone comes to me and says, you love color, you speak about collections, you're co- you're, you're, you speak about color, your collections are so colorful, what colors do you wear? And unfortunately, the answer is usually black. Um, and it's really just out of a place of laziness, not out of a philosophical yeah. belief. But I have been lucky enough to visit Wes and his husband, Paul Arnhold, at their new apartment, oh, yeah. which has a lot of color in it. It has a lot of color. And beauty. It's such a beautiful place. Thank you. Thank and, I, you. and before that, I also visited your farm, which I thought was just amazing. Wow. From you, that is the highest well, no, possible no, because price. you have animals. You, you have, have animals. life we geese everywhere. From you. you have my Sebastopol geese. And now that we are, I mean, for many years we had this farm which is essentially a children's fantasy, but we didn't have the children. So we were two grown men out there playing with our bunnies right. and our animals at the farm. Fortunately, we now have two children. Oh, and beautiful children, Georgia, who is just an infant. Seven She's months old. Seven months. And Henry, who is so cute. He's two. He's two and four months. Oh. He just started preschool. He is. I saw, I just saw an, an Instagram of him dancing. He's a very good dancer. He is. And his favorite song is rhythm. Old MacDonald. He was doing this. The guy and, can move, but oh, he takes after Paul, was, not me. He was, on, he was on a dirt road at your farm yep. dancing. Very cute. Were you playing music while he was there? Yeah. Oh. He loves a tune. Yeah, he, he sings. is. He's a riot. He's a very cute kid. As you know, like life is so much more joyful with the kids. And suddenly this farm has a whole new, we're seeing it through new eyes, and it's really magical. And I love these kids going out and playing with. Since he's been born, he knows that eggs come with chick- come from chickens. Well, he goes out in the morning to the coop and gets the eggs. And I love raising kids who know that, especially that's right. in, and picking the apples. I had I had a picture of him picking apples, picking apples which from is the so, trees. So nice. And, uh, brushing the horses. It is. He has a miniature white pony now. Named he does. Yeah, I'll show oh. you a picture. Has he been on the, on the pony's yeah, back? Yeah, oh, him. good. He walks him around on a leash. So how has entertaining changed for you since you were both Paul and, and Wes entertained beautifully? This uh, is the best Casually, in beautifully, uh, elegantly. Oh, I, met, I must mention on this <laughs> podcast, Paul Arnhold, Wes's husband, came on my Roku show for Hanukkah. Hanukkah. And Paul is not a cook, but he brought his mother's applesauce recipe, and we served it on Douglas Friedman's latkes. 
And he is now officially one of my four Hanukkah hunks. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. A Hanukkah He was hunk. very excited. He came, he went out to Bedford very nervous and he came back very excited. We have more applesauce now in our <laughs> kitchen from him practicing. Because imagine being poor Paul asked to join Martha Stewart to cook something on TV. Well, he was absolutely fabulous. And well, you would have you. never I'll known he suffered a moment of anxiety. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, I recently saw you when you introduced me as I was awarded a best cover story by the Daily Front Row. Very well deserved. And you were so busy, but you took the time. I just want to thank you for taking the time to write a very, very appropriate and very thoughtful introduction. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I was so honored to do it. Um, It's a really cool award. That was quite a celebrity filled room of award recipients. Yeah, the L Magazine got Magazine of the Year. Yeah, and you, you, I, if they didn't give you Cover of the Year, I can't imagine who they possibly could have given that to. <laughs> well, that was just funny. But I, I think you, you got up and said that. I think I, that was your first I line, did, in fact. Yeah, I did. I said I, it had to be the Cover of the Year from the 108 billion yes. impressions. Direct quote. And, <laughs> and they all it. laughed. Everybody laughed. Yeah, you were hit. And I could also see the teleprompter. And you didn't stick to that teleprompter for one second. No. I'm, you were completely I'm, I'm rogue. I'm bad. I'm bad. Back to your fashion. Mm -hmm. Uh, You showed your show at the Whitney. Mm -hmm. You got very good reviews. Mm -hmm. What trends emerged from that fashion week here in New York that I'm going to look forward to? Cleanliness. Oh, yes? Yeah. I think it was a real pared-down elegance that came out this season. I personally found myself in fittings subtracting, taking away a seam, taking away a ruffle, just to create pragmatic pieces, pieces that just feel like a great skirt, a great shirt, a great pair of heels. Like the, and really new, the new classics? The new classics. Like my inspiration for the season was Carolyn Bassett Kennedy. Oh. This idea of a woman of great style combining basics in a way that creates something fabulous. I remember her in her bias-cut satin wedding dress thinking, how could anybody wear such a simple dress and make and it look, look extraordinary look amazing it's still to this it. day probably the most copied um, wedding dress it, of all time it makes me cry every time i think about it so it chic i think i have cry. every picture of her besides editing and removing color anything in color that color you- definitely we did cooler tones so think lilacs and grays silvers soft pinks kind of Colors that whisper rather than yell, but when combined, create something magical. Like I love the combination of lilac and black, or yellow and white. You know, colors where the energy comes by their usage rather than just the pigment itself. What about fabric? Fabric, my favorite thing to do at Herrera is to reinvent kind of these traditional evening dressy ideas as day wear. So cutting what in the past would be a gown in cotton shirting, for example. Casual fabrics, fabrics that work for your life in 2024, you know, and beyond. Pieces that you can just live in and be you. Were you able to attend anybody else's show? I did. I went to my friend Sarah Stoddinger's show, who she has a brand called Stodd, and showed at the Plaza. And it's so funny to go to a show. I mean, I'm used to doing things from a different perspective, but to sit there as an audience member is a very different experience, right? Because as you know, a fashion show is like seven minutes, eight minutes. It's a tremendous amount of work and money and time for something so short that is immediately over. 
So to have the opportunity to experience the, the flip side of that was quite fun. And I try to do one a season to support a friend or to go, to go just enjoy the experience. That's nice. Have any designers really inspired you lately? Any other designers besides yeah, Carolina? Besides Carolina. Yeah, I'm always looking at shows. I'm always looking at what women are wearing. I'm looking at what the stores are buying, what magazines are shooting. You know, it's every season. So many brands create so many things. To be honest, it sounds silly, but I'm inspired by everyone who works in this business because it's, you know, it's, it's such an incredible form of self-expression. Um, two of my permanent favorites are Valentino and Chanel. I always love. But the women who wear Herrera are always my greatest muse. Well, we could talk for hours, but hours. I just want to thank you so much for coming here today and to encourage you to keep up the amazing work that you're doing. Thank you. And uh, it's a great pleasure to catch up with you, Wes, and uh, thanks for joining me here at my office on my podcast. I have a lot of work to do to create 99 more yes, books. Yes, you do. So. Start thinking. I know. Color Mania is now available at Rizzoli and Carolina Herrera stores and at carolinaherrera.com. And please be sure to follow Wes on Instagram at Wes Gordon and oh, at Carolina God. Herrera for the brand. You just broke Instagram, I think. Uh huh. You're gonna you're gonna get a oh lot my God. more followers from the queen of Instagram herself. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank this you. Was lovely. And enjoy enjoy your here. children as much as you seem to. It's amazing. Well, come next door. You can share them I anytime will. you want. I will. Thank you so much. Thank Wes. you guys. And my love to Paul. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.